0: Welcome to Attached, a platform for adding breadth and depth to everyday living. I'm Yaakov Danishevsky, and this is the VOD series, focusing on self-development through the classical works of the Bali Musr, infused with relevant psychological ideas and tools for a life of continued growth. Welcome to the Attached VOD series, where we'll be focusing on self-development through the works of the Bali Musr and chazal and other sefarim and sources. And the way this is going to work with Hashem's help is that I'm going to record about a 15-minute idea that I'll share. And at the end of that 15-minute idea, I will share a worksheet of sorts or an exercise for people to do on their own that relates to the idea that we were focusing on in that Vod. And that'll be part one of that Vod. And what I'm going to ask is that anybody who's listening, if you can take some time to send me any questions. Uh, when I've given this type of VOD in person here in Chicago to a group of guys, the, the I would say, most significant and impactful part of the VOD was always the, the questions and the conversation that emerged. Not because I have the answers to your questions, but because through the questions it unfolded and, and helped us get to a, to a place of making it much more real. And, and open and, and brought out new ideas and, and ways of making it practical. And so after this is released, and if you have a chance to listen to it, if you can email me as you're listening or afterwards, uh, my email address for this is yakov, Y-A-K-O-V, dot at gmail.com. Yakov, Y-A-K-O-V, dot attached at gmail.com. And the description here will have a link to where you can find the exercise worksheet that goes with this vod, as well as that email address to send any questions. So here we go. So what I want to focus on for the first few vadim is how to become a thinking person and how to become your own individual thinking person, which is an idea that is emphasized tremendously in all the different Bali Muser. In Yisrael Salanter's first letter in our Yisrael, so there's a collection of letters that he wrote. In his very first letter, he talks about why is it that the ideas I share, he, he says in almost in a, in a kind of critical way to his Talmidim, I guess, saying to them that the ideas I share with you and what I give over to you goes in one ear and out the other. And it doesn't stay very long over here. It goes in one ear and out the other. Why is that? And Michelle Israel Salanter says it's because you're not asking yourself, do I think What I'm hearing is true. You're just taking it as true. And I don't want you to just take what I say and assume it's true. I want you to take what I say, what you hear from me or from others, and I want you to ask yourself, do I think it's true? And in that, that's the very first letter in our yisrael, And in that is the essence of of Musr, which is to really think something through, to make it something that I'm working on. And it's not just something that I hear and maybe it's inspiring for a moment, maybe it means something, maybe it doesn't mean something, but I'm actually spending time thinking about it. Thinking about it in a way that is true to me, that I'm thinking, do I think this is true? And it's not that Rav Yisrael Salant, at least the way I understand it, was saying to his, to his Talmidim and to his to his group, I don't think he was saying to them, I want you to actually doubt the truth of Torah or the truth of what I'm saying, it's almost like an assumption that it's true. But I still need to ask myself, okay, but but how is this true? Do I think this is true? Is the truth of it at its face value? Or can I find the truth of it by questioning the truth of it? By questioning if I think this is true of how I understand this? That's how I can find the truth that's there. So he wasn't saying, reject what you hear, and, and if you don't think it's true, then move on. Uh, almost, in a sense, assume it's true, but at the same time question its truth, to try and spend some time thinking about it. M'siyah the, Yisharim, the, the essential work of Musser for so many people, the very opening is that the foundation of all foundations is to think, what is my job in this world? What is my job? But he doesn't say in this world. He says in my world. What is my job in my world? Because we need to think about these things for ourselves. We need to think, what does this mean to me? It's not just a general idea, but how do how do I understand this? How does this actually have truth in a way that's meaningful to me? And this is a yeso, this is an idea that the Guru talks about in many, many places. In his parish to Mishle and in many places, The idea that each person has their own way in Avodah Hashem, each person has their own way that they need to work in this world, and that one of the most fundamental and problematic mistakes that a person can make is when they're looking at another person and they're trying to imitate. When they look at another person, they think, well, if that's what he's working on, then, then that's what I need to work on. And if this is not something that's significant to him, then it doesn't have to be significant to me and to think about it and to focus on how for each of us there's a different path there's a different way that we need to work the girl actually writes it's really pretty incredible the girl writes that back when we had navium when we had prophecy when we had navua so a person would go to the navi we think of the navium as giving these grand prophecies for Klal Yisrael as a whole, for the whole Jewish people as a whole, which is true, but there was also what's not brought down as much necessarily in Navi and in Tanakh, but is but says the Grah is, is was a huge part of what being a Navi was about, is that individuals would go to the Navi in their time and their place, and they would ask the Navi to help them know what is my Shoresh Neshama, what's the root of my soul. And what am I supposed to be doing in this world? What's my path in this world? As an individual, not as a group, and not as the whole Jewish people, but as an individual. And then the Gro writes that when Nevuah ended, the ability to figure out what my Shoresh Neshama is, and therefore what my role and my job in this world is, shifted from being something that the Prophet, that the Navi, would tell a Jew, It shifted from that into being something that each person would be able to access and figure out from within themselves, Which is incredible. That that Nevuah shifted from being something that was revealed directly from Hashem to a Navi, and then from the Navi to this individual, that the individual would have to spend time thinking, like Rav Yisrael Salanter says, does this seem true to me? Thinking about themselves and finding that wisdom and that knowledge within themselves. I'm going to read to you just quickly what the Gur writes because it it sounds so radical. I don't want you to take it take it take me take it for granted. What I'm what I'm what I'm quoting here. The Gur writes in the Biragrela Mishle, in Paraktes Zion Pasuk Dalad. The Gur writes. To each and every individual person, Each person has their own way to go. Ki daitam each person's das is different. And the nature of two different people are not the same. when there were prophets, everyone would go to the to Hashem to seek out Hashem the Navi would tell you, you, you go this way, and you, you go this way, this is what you should focus on, and this is what you should focus on, and this is how you should live and do your Vodah Hashem, and this is how you should live and do your Vodah Hashem. Based on this person's root of their neshama and the nature of their body, versus, in contrast, completely distinct and separate from this person's root of their neshama and the, and the nature of their body. And when Nivua ended, it shifted from Nivua to Ruach HaKodesh. And we'll, try and we'll try to the best of our ability to explain a little more what these terms mean. But it shifted from Nevoah into Ruach HaKodesh. And where is that Ruach HaKodesh? be Yisrael. Into each Yisrael. ruhu yod enu eich v'ruach haKodesh yeish l'chol adam And each person has their own Ruach HaKodesh through which they can figure out what the Navi used to be able to, to, to reveal to them. This is This is just amazing. And it really not going to go into it too much, but just to reference this really is also dependent on how you learn the Sugya, and the Gemara and Baba Basra and Dafyud Bezman Aleph where it talks about the end of Nevuah and see the Ramban and the Ritva there that talk about what it means that Nevuah ended, but Chachma didn't end, that Nevuah wasn't taken from the Chachamim, Nevuah was taken from the Nevi'im but not the Chachamim, and what that means, it connects a lot to this. But let's try and understand a little bit more of what this means to think for ourselves. Because I don't think that Ruach HaKodesh, that the is talking about, of thinking for yourself, is the way that we typically or often think of what it means to think. It includes what we think of when we talk about thinking, but I think it's something more than when we think of thinking. So the the Netziv in Hemek Davar, in his Perish to Chumash, in Parshas Chai sara Perk Chof Gimel Pasach Aleph, he quotes the Chazal that says that Sarah Imenu was a greater neviyah than Avraham Avinu, that Sarah was a higher level prophet than Avraham, and he quotes other Mamari Chazal and other sources that, that that he see that he sees as being in contradiction to that, and sees as being problematic to say that Sarah was on a higher level of Navua than Avraham Avinu, and so he wants to try and make sense of what does this mean. The Chazal said that Tsar was on a higher level of Nevuah than Avram Avinu. And so, the way that the nitzv explains is he distinguishes similarly to this idea in the Gra that we just read about the difference between Nevuah and Ruach HaKodesh. And he says something incredible. He says that there's two types of Nevuah. There's Nevuah, the way that we might think of Nevuah typically, as being some sort of divine revelation. There's a a Chazon, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, speaking to the person, speaking to them in riddles, showing them an image, showing them a, a, a vision into the future or about something. And there's some explicit revelation of, of something that is beyond what a person could have grasped on their own. And it comes, it comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's prophecy, that's nevuah. That's one aspect, that's one type of nevuah. It's something that comes from above, in a sense. The eyes internally are just opened up to see some mare chazam, some, some sort of vision. And there's another type of nevuah which is called Ruach HaKodesh. And Ruach HaKodesh is not the type of nevuah that there's some vision that's revealed. Ruach HaKodesh is more of an internal experience of sensing the truth in something, sensing something to be right, having almost, in a sense, an intuition, a spiritual intuition, a deep intuition, intuition that comes from within that I can I can sense the truth in something, I can grasp something, I can understand something from a place of of this in a sense almost like a gut feeling, an intuition. And so says the the, the, the Nitziv, on the level of Mareh of visions, Avram Avinu was greater than Sarai Meinu. Avram Avinu had, had a more and higher level of visionary Nivuah than Sarai Meinu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Avraham more of these revealed images and flashes. But Sarai Meinu, says the Nitzv, Sarai had a higher level of Ruach HaKadosh. She was able to connect with her own intuition to sense and to grasp, and to intuit truths about herself, and about the world, and about Hashem. Why? Says the Nitziv, Why was Sarah Imenu able to do that in a way that Avraham wasn't? Because Avraham was so busy, the Nitziv says. Avraham Avinu was so busy, so overloaded by taking care of things in a public setting, on the outside, running around, doing so many different things. He couldn't sit and, and be in a place of contemplation and connection to himself to experience that inner revelation that comes through intuition and comes through sensing. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu would give him these, from above, these flashes of visions, but the intuition of Ruach HaKodesh that comes from within, Avon couldn't do because he was too busy. He was too pulled in too many directions. Sari Menu, says the Nitzv, was able to have more Yishuv Hadas more time to sit, and the Tziv says to even to be besimcha and to be b'spodidus, to spend time by herself, to spend time quietly, to spend time peacefully, to spend time in a content way, in a settled and still way. And in that context is where a person is able to experience and to access Ruach HaKodesh, the intuition of Ruach HaKodesh. And that intuition, that Ruach HaKodesh, is something that is completely different for each person. So spending time figuring things out for yourself. And that, I think, coming back to Vizal Salantar is what Vizal Salantar is saying. Of course, you have to receive things from your abayim. We're not we're not trying to, to, to just use our intuition to make things up on our own completely. We receive from a masora, from a tradition. We receive from our abayim. We receive from svarim. But in that process of receiving, we have to not just be imitating and not just be regurgitating and not just be taking what's 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 being given and assuming it at face value. We have to hear it and hear and, and receive it from a source beyond us and and above us, from our bayim, from teachers, from Svarim, from previous generations, from a mesorah. but in receiving that, then connecting to that place of Raha Kodesh, of thinking, of intuiting what is this mean to me? How does this fit within who I am? How is this connected to me? So there's a lot more to say on this. And we'll continue Amir Hashem next time talking, talking more about this, trying to expand on this a little bit more. But for 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 today to go in conjunction with this, the exercise that we'll post <clears throat> is called a values assessment worksheet, which is to really think for yourself in your own way. What do these different values in my life mean to me, and and how am I doing? How important are they to me? And so you'll see if you if you choose to access uh, this this worksheet, you'll see instructions. This is taken from the world of acceptance commitment therapy, called ACT, and it lists ten different categories of values that people value: education, family, spirituality, community, etc. And it gives you a space to think about what does this value. It lists the values in broad categories. And so the first task is to think for yourself. What does this mean to me? Do I value this? Why do I value this? What aspect of this do I value? To think for yourself in your own way. And then it asks you to rank how important you think it is on a scale of 0 to 10. And then to rank your level of success. How successful do you think you have been? thus far in actualizing that value. And then finally asks you to rank it, which is in some ways the most challenging. What is the most important of these values to you? Which one is the number one value and which one is the second most important value? And in some sense, they're mutually exclusive. And so that's the exercise that goes along with this, of spending time to think for ourselves in our way. What is significant to me? What matters to me? Taking that time to be able to connect with our own intuition of what's of what what matters. What what is what am I here to do? What do I sense and intuit that I'm supposed to be doing in this world? Which of these values is supposed to be most focused on in my world? And thinking for yourself, not based on anybody else, but just for yourself. So again, I uh, invite you to check that out. And I also ask that if you've listened to this, if you can send any questions that you might have, uh, that way we can do a part two on this VOD before we go further. We're just going to do a part two on what we shared so far by going over some questions that were submitted and suggesting some, some responses, and then we'll continue. God willing, thank you. so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please follow us on